Indie Dinty. <laughs> no, wait, wait. Indie Smindy. Indie Smindy? <laughs> What's wrong with that? Oh, <laughs> At least I put effort in trying to make your name fun and creative. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Michael is already standalone. So great, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll take this off air, Indie. <laughs> I reckon that's a good idea, Michael. Keep it civil on here. So I'm kind of curious. We've seen all these guests on our show and just thank you so much. I just cannot thank these guests enough for the amount of depth and bravery gone into expressing their story and their fetishes and fantasies, you know, to their audiences. Absolutely amazing. So just thank you, thank you, thank you. And for being able to be brave enough to link their kink with their past or open, open to the open-minded to that idea. Yeah. 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 Stuff me wondering, Indy, about therapy and kink. I'm sort of left thinking after some of these revelations that our guests have come out with, I'm wondering, is it helpful? Do you think it's helpful for people to know if it links to their past? And I'm wondering at what point should someone, if they feel they should, see a therapist about their kink? When does it become unhealthy? Well, I think there's an assumption that you see a therapist when there's things that are unhealthy. But what I would say here is anyone interested in self-understanding who might have a leaning towards self-reflection, it's a great way to be able to explore and understand a part of yourself, a facet of yourself. Our sexual identity is a major part of who we are. It's one of our main drives, along with hunger and... That's Indy's dog, not her stomach, like in the past. <laughs> uh, yeah, my little dog. Yeah, I think it's I think it's wonderful, actually. And being able to engage with someone where you're actively taking time out of your life, you're stepping outside of your day-to-day to look into some of what drives you, that's a fantastic thing. Because I've seen a therapist specifically for my kink. I remember when I was 26. I want to see a therapist because I didn't want to do submissive things if it was enabling a wound. That was my thinking then. Oh, if I actually think I'm worthless or, you know, a faggot or pathetic, why do I want to invest time and energy in reinforcing that? So I'm going to go and see a therapist and figure it out. And I mean, it wasn't particularly useful. It wasn't. I mean, we didn't we didn't end up talking much about it at all. I did, maybe you didn't feel the need to. As you say, I'm one of those people who have that reflective tendencies to always think why, why, what, how. But I'm just quite struck with some of our listeners and some of the, you know, traumatic histories. And then the links made to their sexual behavior. Yes, yeah, certainly I think that something that's come out of the season is that there are, at least for, for some people, formative and shaping experiences that will include, whether it's trauma or complex trauma, uh, disrupting their ability to connect with others. You know, that that those formative experiences, we've seen a bit of a pattern that there's these disruptions early on in childhood or in, in earlier life 
with caring figures, you know, just to be able to simply connect with them, that that disruption has gone on. And uh, and that's the blueprint for intimacy, right? That's the blueprint for connection. And to then see that there's all of the psychological processes, this kind of with kink, it seems to be, at least in some cases, uh, kind of a a prop or well, I think it's a, it seems to it's a prop or a or fantasy as we think about it in sexual fantasy, but a a, a, a creative a role play. Yeah, I think even talking about it as a creative way to be able to put together what you need in your own psychology to feel safe enough to then connect in a way you can fully let go, fully let your guard down, fully be present with that person where all of the little parts of you that need to be addressed for you to feel like you are who you are and who you're with is safe. It feels like this very creative structure kink that helps people to be able to connect fully. Mm. So it's, it's quite an interesting outcome from this season is to see that. And when I look about my, you know, I think about my own personal story around having come into kink after a separation, having having really seen that what I'm doing with my kink is trying to still connect intimately with others but in a way that I know I'll feel like I, I'm safe enough and secure enough to be able to connect with them. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see that playing out with others and their in their stories in different iterations, in different ways. There's a similar theme coming through. I think it's just interesting to observe that over the last four seasons, how much of a difference it's made for us whilst we observe and reflect on our reasons why we're into the stuff we're into. Like we've come in a completely different, like we're almost in different places from when we began. And what I could argue is that in a way you and I have been each other's therapist throughout all of this. Sometimes it's been more anthropological. In our earlier seasons, we were unpacking and exploring some things that were fascinating and driven more by you about uh, an understanding of BDSM. But then when we got into seasons three and then four and looking at the underlying psychological processes, you and I really were working for each other as that witness to that process that can happen in therapy of really delving deeply into understanding why is it that I like the the kink that I like what does that say about me and how how maybe does it link to my formative life but are we better off like are we now at a better place with it or if we never took this journey is that I I think I'm trying to see this in a I I think the way I'm viewing this is stuck in a certain way of thinking about it like if we never took this journey and I was still striving to be a 24-7 slave, is that no better than now after four and a half, five years, how long it has been since we've taken this journey where I'm now like, you know, I don't actually identify with submissive nature. Is this a better place? Was that a better place? I don't know if that's the right question to ask, but that's where my mind is. Well, I think that I could only speak about my side. I think that for me it was... Why am I so driven to be dominant? Why do I have this massive amount of energy and passion and drive 
to go this direction in my sexuality. And it was so overtaking, it was so consuming, it was so thoroughly over overtaking, right? Um, which lended itself to say, well, well, what? why? Why am I so, we ultimately got to that why. Why am I so driven with this? And I think that's a great, that's a great place to go because then you can ask yourself why and then actually then see why and then that in that seeing it almost kind of unfolds and and becomes transformed into something that then means you've answered that question in a way you've gone on the exploratory journey and and found i think that the i think that it's to me an, a good indication now that i'm not as driven and obsessed because it felt imbalanced it did feel like it was too much of my waking life and energy mm. uh too much or was it just that there was conditions that came together in which this is where i felt like i needed to go in a way i don't know but ultimately to have stepped back and been reflective about it and gotten to a place where it's not as overtaking i think has been a good thing for me personally i don't know what you what do you think for you do you feel do you think that urge to be 24/7 slave having alleviated is that a good thing or is it is it here, here or there for you? I mean, I can't say because I don't want to, I feel like I'd be judging the 26-year-old me saying, no, that was the wrong, I don't want to go down that way. So I don't know if I can say. But I do think it's very individual. And also, who was to say that after four or so years of this, that it could have actually strengthened that need. I could have come out with a much more deeper understanding of that need to be subservient subservient and that's absolutely fine i think i'm grateful that i've got this reflective nature sometimes i'm not sometimes it just drives me mad but out of the process of my tendency to reflect i've come out at a different place and that's I, that's fine that's fine i also want to say that yeah for me it did feel imbalanced and in answer because I want to speak to the listener who's thinking, God, do I need therapy? After listening to all these episodes, I've had similar incidents. And wow, like maybe it is all linked. Should I go to a therapist? I'm trying to speak to them. And I think from what you're saying and what I think is, and correct me if I'm wrong, is if the behavior seems to be, you know, obsessive, imbalanced, the focal point then and you you intuitively feel this is too much then maybe it's a good idea but i also want to hear that you're saying people shouldn't think as going to therapy when there's a problem therapy is a way of just having a conversation about something yeah i think a good indicator is if you've listened to this season and you're more curious or you're now confused or you're more it's in more sharp relief about trying to understand what drives you and why you do what you do if you have those questions forming, therapy is a good place to go and unpack that. It doesn't mean there's something wrong. It doesn't mean there's any pathology. It certainly doesn't mean that there's a problem. It's a fab, it's a, I can't say enough how much I advocate for self-understanding. Because then on another level, put it this way, if you if you keep being in kink and you, you don't take stock and try and understand where it's coming from in you, 
I don't know, for me, for me, that I don't I don't want to do it in an uh, I don't I just don't, I'd rather be able to know and be conscious of and and have an awareness of self-understanding because you know and I'm thinking about the subs that I've seen over the years and the many stories I've heard from people who have a kinky side and there tends to be some inner critic that at least comes in part of the time there's there's certainly shame involved at least part of the time and therapy can then help move it over towards more of a self-compassionate and understanding perspective I really want to highlight the creativity around the kink in itself. I, yeah, I do kind of advocate for a conscious, purposeful kink and BDSM lifestyle. And when that is done, the incredible playfulness and creativity and expression you can have. I'm, I'm, before our account was deleted, which we'll talk about in the next episode, following one of our guests, Gad Skagged. And he's got so much content of him just being tied up and mouth gagged and just loving it. And I'm just, I love it. I just really, when I look at that and everything we've done, I just think this is a person who just loves what he does and owns it and is fully in it. And I just, I I just want to, I'm so in awe of the human ability to be creative about our circumstances in life and context. It's just when you take it out of everything else, kink and BDSM play is just a beautiful, funny thing we do. And I I just mm. I, I love it. I do love it. What a fantastic way to be with people, you know? It's it's such a wonderful way to connect. <laughs> and also it's playful. And as adults, my God, we're serious. I think that's the one thing out of BDSM that I miss is the absolute creative play, the imaginative ideas, the the funny, the what about if we try this? The it's like two kids in a bedroom playing out little roles and building on each other and making this whole entire world together. <laughs> oh. We don't do it enough as adults, not nearly enough. That mm. creative, imaginative side of us. So, absolutely. And when you find someone who allows you to be you know quote ridiculous or quote silly and you know do funny stuff and says yeah do it let's do it (laughs) let's play this i just think that is really human to human bonding and talking that's really bonding we're not pretending we're not performing in this you know adult suit formal attire formal pronunciation you know formal speech it's just let's be human and celebrate our humanness love it yes in saying that if you do want to explore more of yourself and your sexual identity indy i know that you have been a psychologist for 18 17 18 years and you may have something for our listeners Yeah, so anyone who would like to go down that path, email us and I can organise something. Next week, listeners, is our last episode of the season. So get your box of tissues, your cup of tea and your whips and chains and we'll see you there. (laughs) That's such a great combination of things together. (laughs) See you then, everyone. Bye.